right, three, two. Please. I like how you leaned into that one too because you don't have a microphone today. So we'll just tell yeah, the people. Yeah, I've got some, got some mic situations. But. It, you feel we're better. Back. Oh, we're back. Yeah, oh, yeah. You feel like, better. Guys, no one's going to cough this episode. Well, maybe, maybe. Yeah, no uh, one's going to cough, hopefully. Uh, but we are back and there is so much news. <laughs> there is. Um, I do I do want to start. Uh, I do want to start <laughs> with. Our friends at Municipal. But <laughs> you want to shark. Sometimes you just want to shark. Like, for someone that works in words all day, <laughs> I'm so bad at them. I'm so bad at them. Sometimes like I that, think. Nah, just clip it, dude. Just like. Just clip it. I mean, Kramer. We don't, need, we, we, we don't need. We, we want don't to be serious, but we're not. No, we're, this is a very serious podcast with very serious thoughts. And. But sometimes Today, yes. just the content just flows. And that is what can I, I say? Think, I think it just happened because today's content is so serious. We are gonna get into the fact that the greatest college football coach to ever live retired, Arizona, all I, those things. First and foremost, we do have to talk about our friends in municipal. Yeah, they wished me happy birthday this week. So did you, by the way. Thank you. But municipal, um, the you know, who is everywhere at this point, uh, which I love. Thanks for yes. the birthday shout out. Uh, municipal.com, uh, Mill Punch 20 to get 20% off your first order. I can tell you because the weather here has been uh, horrendous. I have okay. worn out my municipal sweatshirts and they are lovely and they are amazing. Um, I'm going to bitch about the weather later on. But uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm also still scared to wear my municipal shoes because I don't want to ruin them. And the weather here is just sucks and annoying. So we will find a time and place. Again, I got a trade show next week. I'm thinking those are going to be good, like trades uh, show shoes. Youthful dad, like trying to look good. Trade trade show shoes. Like, look, you know what I mean? Like day three trade cool. show shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I've worn them, I've got I've gotten a lot of compliments. So, so I will say, um, I municipal when they sent me stuff, they also sent me uh, sweatshirts for my brother and for my boyfriend. And the other day, uh, my boyfriend came over and my brother was wearing his sweatshirt. And so was my boyfriend. They're like, hey, nice. Different colors. But it was no. very a very funny moment today. I am not rocking municipal only because I have to represent the University of Arizona today. So if you're not watching on YouTube, I'm wearing an Arizona sweatshirt proudly representing this A. Because um, we'll get into it. Obviously, there's some stuff we want to talk about. But I guess let's just go right into Nick Saban. It has been a week. Since he has retired, um, and we are recording this, it was um, surprising, I, I guess, like, shocking in the way that it happened and how quickly it all happened. Um, but what are your initial thoughts? Where were you when you found out? How did you find out? How did that go all go down for you? Well, it's funny, because I think when this stuff happens, like, I'll bring you into the equation. Like, you and I, like, we have a job to do. So as this stuff happens, yeah. um, I was pretty shocked. Now, Chris Lowe, here, here's my thoughts. Chris Lowe, who has been embedded in Alabama. It's really funny. I've been down there a lot. Okay. More times than not, when I'm at Alabama, Chris Lowe is there, right? Like, okay. you, like there he is. He's sitting in there. He's like That has become his thing. He's got a really good relationship with Saban. He's got a great relationship with Lane. Um, yeah. And, and, it's, and so it doesn't surprise me. But when he said it, and I think he was the first to say it, like, was. 
I thought it was, I, I had to check, like, is this a real human being? Is this a real human? Um, it is. Oh, shit. So then you're like, well, could could it be, could it be wrong? But you know, I know the source, you know the source, like, he, there's, it's very deliberate the way that this went out. This is, this is how Nick wanted it to go down, by the way, is, yeah, it, this is his guy. So I, I was pretty floored. And um, I think the rest of Twitter was pretty floored. I don't know about you. And then I was sad. But first and foremost, it was shock. Is it real? And I, I still needed to see Alabama confirm it. And, then yeah. they did. and so I, a um, lot of emotions. This is one of the bigger, like, moments I can remember in college football over the last decade, quite honestly. Yeah, and just the timing of it was strange i just did not expect it to happen on like a random wednesday um but i was actually at the gym and um someone had uh sent me the the tweet and i immediately like first of all i called my brother because he was at the gym with me and i was driving him home and i was like i'm putting like equipment away and i have headphones on and i'm like saving retired say retired we have to go now we have to go now like it was just like such yeah. like panic of like i gotta get home um, because my work day, like I work nine to five, but like it's when I have a window, I can go for an hour and then come back and work till like six ish my time, um, and get things done that way. And I was like, oh god, I gotta get back. And so luckily the gym's not very far, but I was in a panic. And then also I called you, but I text Kristen Saban. Um, as many of you know on this podcast, Kristen is Nick Saban's daughter. Her and I are, have a friendship. She also knows Kramer very well as well. I text her and I was like, dude, what the is this is this real like because I, I the same thing like we know that low very much is his guy so I, I believed it I was like this is true and she was like waiting to confirm she knew that he was going that he was heavily considering it that was the conversation there was no discussion of like timeline of when this was happening or anything like that because again that's how he wanted it so um she texts me saying it's true and I was able to confirm that and move forward with that I told you I was like hey it's true we didn't tweet it or anything because, like, that's not my job. It's not an insider. It was more just, like, no. for my own personal knowledge um, to know that and also to be there in support of her. I think that was, like, the the crazy part for me was that I was thinking of it, like, from her perspective of, like, this has been her entire life. And, you know, for that to change. And obviously they knew it was coming, but it's still when it, like, it became real. And I think, like, we've anticipated this in so many ways as, like, media members um, and there were definitely in hindsight is twenty twenty like there were definitely signs of this. But it's funny to me that like some of the people in the media were like, "Oh, I knew, I knew." I'm like, "No, actually, the you didn't because he didn't even know." It feels like he really made the decision. That in day, the, yeah, he was like, "You know what? We're gonna do it today." He knew he was gonna, you know what I mean? And he was like, "One foot out the door, you gotta go." And the other part of it that I do want to touch on because I do think it's like an interesting thing that is specific to um this podcast and just the the view that we have on this is that there were also a lot of rumors about his health and miss terry's health and very specific diagnoses being like thrown out of them being sick and i just thought that was in such poor taste because it's like you needed a reason for him to retire other than the fact that he's like old and still doing this and been doing it forever been successful beyond any expectation you possibly could imagine when you arrived at Alabama. Um, I just thought that was so careless of people to not only like 
have people swirl it around Twitter and like say it's a rumor, but to have like media members like not specifically say, but like hint at other things until Miss Terry or anyone or Nick or anything were able to speak on any of that. Um, and Nick did when he had that interview with Reese Davis and he said, I'm fine. Miss Terry's fine. And it was sad to me that he had to say that Miss Terry was fine because he obviously someone alerted him to the fact that people were saying that she had dementia, um, which Kristen addressed too on her Instagram saying like, I don't know where that started, but that's not true. But that was another factor for me where I kind of, it made me, it made me really, really sad because it was like such a big moment for their family. It's a transition, all those things. And I, it really humanized the situation for me a little bit. Um, as just like her friend um but also like as a football fan I was so sad like I'm not gonna lie definitely shed some tears just watching like some of the stuff that was made about him just because like I mean the only college football that I've ever known involves Nick Saban in my entire life like he has like that's all I've ever known in terms of college football so it's it's a very strange um ordeal to kind of like process because it's like all right you've known this to be at least the staple especially with like all the change going on in college football I yeah think he was like the guiding the guiding light and i'm like oh no no he's gone well so you know it's it, you mentioned that too right so, so i just turned 30 to, uh not 40 yet um Woo! thank you and when i got into it and i started doing my blog i was three million years old this okay. is like my football world in media or whatever it was. And it wasn't media for a while. Really starts and ends with, like, doesn't end. I'm so fucking doing it. But it really starts with his career. Yeah. And that's weird to think about. It's a long time. But it starts, like, right there, right? And I thought about that quite a bit. I, I do want to say one thing that really pisses me off. Reggie Bush made this comment. Other people have made the comment that, like, NIL drove Nick Saban. Now, yeah. that's fucking lazy, okay? And and I'm gonna say I'll say this, and and Nick Saban addressed it like like this is not what is the driving force. I have no doubt that the asks of a coach now, without question, it's become a more difficult job, right? Like the assignments are different. You have to do more. It's it's less time off than it already was, and I think that's exhausting. But to to like to imply that like Saban wasn't up for it, I think is disingenuous. He's well, seventy-two it's a little years old. It's disrespectful it's, as well. It's 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 just like it's absurd. He's seventy-two years old, right? And and that's it's he's done the thing. So do do I think that the the college football now is more exhausting for coaches than it was? I absolutely do. I think that played a role. But to imply that I think it's forcing him out, like. Out of protest, man, you better you better have some you like you better have some receipts. Yeah, like this dude has not like shied like he's all he's done with change is adapt and adapt, yep. and and continue to dominate. So like, and you wrote on this when we yeah. we when we had that conversation. So also after um I was rushing to leave the gym, I called Kramer while I was leaving, and we had a discussion about what you were going to write, and I think. Um, two parts to this. One, you definitely were like, hey, is it okay if I do like a first person in it? And I was like, absolutely. There's a very few times that you you should do that as a writer. And I think this is the perfect time to do it. And then the other aspect of this is what you're talking about, where like 
you wrote about how he has adapted in every way and that this yeah. wasn't this that that the idea that this was um pushing him out because he couldn't keep up is really and didn't want to either people were like oh he's mad that you know nil is the way it is he has literally worked the system every single time like every time something has changed he has shifted and moved along with mm -hmm. it and you wrote it very eloquently in your your piece for Bleacher Report. Thank you. Um, and it is important that people have respect. I think that was like the hard part about this is I think we're in such an age where the like popular thing to do is have like the hot take or the like, you know, hate on college, changing college football take and to be just really dramatic about it kind of is the the way I would yeah. describe it is like they're doing it for the attention and I don't I it made me sad that a lot of the conversation was less celebratory initially and then because it, I think initially everyone was trying to find a reason why everyone was like why now why now why now uh, and it, there wasn't you weren't going to find one unless you heard it from the horse's mouth and I'm glad that coach Saban had that interview talked to Reese about it and really because he said specifically do not make it about that because it's not. And I think um, then after everyone sort of got into the celebratory mood of like, hey, let's celebrate the fact that this guy did a great thing here. But it quickly turned to who's replacing him. It's going to happen this quickly because of the transfer portal and how things move. Um, you know, and then what's the domino effect of that? And that that is the nature of college football. And I think in it today, and I think one of the things that I've sort of had a week to process, which is good, because I think if we would have recorded this the day that he retired, it would have been just more emotional. And I think now yeah. looking at it logically after a week and seeing the domino effects of him retiring and things like that in terms of transfer portal, in terms of coaching carousel, all that, um, it this is the new college football. So if you're going to cover this sport, like, again, do like Nick Saban and adapt here. And, like, don't be so angry. Yes, is it flawed and do things need to be fixed? Absolutely. But I think that comes... It made me realize that I, like, unconditionally love this sport because I'm like, you know what? It's messed up right now. But I still love college football. College football is still going to be great. I lost the head coach of my football team left in a manner that didn't, you know, sit well with a lot of people in Tucson. And that's the nature of it. And I, I used to tweeted this out. I was like, you won't find me bashing Jed for leaving. Do am I disappointed? Am I sad? Oh, of course. No, he got it. He had to go. I mean that yeah, like Jed got like that. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get yeah, into it. But, like, to. But, but, but and that and but that's I'm the nature saying, of, that's the nature like, of the beast. Exactly. But I think it reminded me how much I do <laughs> love college football for all its flaws and all the flaws that it will continue to come. Because that's just, it is what it is. And you cover it and you get paid to do this. So I think that's the other part that came from this for me was just a reminder of how much I do really love this sport, regardless of its flaws. And you can call them out and you can talk about them. But it's so interesting to me, the laziness of talking heads such as ourselves uh, <laughs> that well, had sort of a field day with the saving retirement. I, I, I do want to transition to DeBoer. So yes. This could have been bad, okay? This could have been bad for Alabama. And, you know, Steve Sarkeesian, um, David Lanning, as as this is evolving fast and you're seeing these coaches tweet out, like, book them and, you know, 
here to stay. And, you know, and, and yeah. so you're left in a situation because if it gets past the board, it becomes pretty interesting. Like it, it, it really does. So yeah. like as this is going on, this whole thing to me is wild. So Jimmy Sexton, of course, is Tatum's agent. He's yes. also uh, the Moore's agent. He switched in the middle of the year. He's Lane's um, agent. Isn't he Sark's agent too? So, um, and there was another conversation. We talked about people knowing. I, I, I'll get back to the board in a second. SEC championship game clip with Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, which was adorable, by the way. Smart uh-huh. saying, I appreciate all you've done for me. Like, there was, boy, oh boy. We would have saw that clip earlier. If I would have saw that clip, I and maybe people did, would have taken that as, like, a goodbye game from his, you know, the former student. Um, Most successful. But, but it does feel like, you know, Washington tried to get a new deal done, um, like, for months with Moore, mm-hmm. and it was very uh, deliberate. And I will say, I do wonder how, how much behind the scenes was there saying, hey, don't sign this or whatever. Like, it's it's really interesting. Not even going tinfoil hat. I think it's the economics and the business of college football, and I think that there was a lot of this playing behind this. All of that being said, um, I can't imagine Alabama doing much better than this. I, I really in terms can't. of hires. I think, in terms of hires, I think I think Sarkeesian would have been great. And and I get and he shouldn't leave. He's doing his thing right now and it's going really well. Look what they're doing in the portal. Like, good for Sark, got a new deal. Dan Lanning, I think would have been great. Would who I would have targeted. This guy has won everywhere. Everywhere. And I think, you know, when you look at, like, now, though, having to step into this job, and I think he's done a really good job of, of, of balancing saving appreciation, confronting expectations, not doing fake accents, just being who he is. Like, you, like it all serious. Like, well, it's, it's impossible to do this well. I, I really think it's impossible to do this well. And now he's assembling a staff of, you know, SEC ties, he's getting like coaches, head coaches from South Alabama and Buffalo. And I just think that, and we'll talk about the negative ramifications of what's going on in Bama. I, mm-hmm. I think it's a great hire. I, how you replace Nick Saban, you don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you make a hire and you start a new chapter, Alabama football. But this guy is a fucking winner and he's done it his own way and he's done it with through the portal and he's bringing his OC which is a huge part of this too. Like all of the ingredients are here to make you feel good. I think if you're an Alabama fan and saying like, all right, mm-hmm. like we're, I think we're in pretty good hands. So I kind of want to touch on what you said about how he does it his own way. I'm curious how well that will translate in a place like Alabama, where things have been done a certain way for a certain amount of time and been successful that way. Um, so I do have concerns about, anyone taking this job i it's i don't yeah. think it's a divorce specific thing but i think you know the ramifications you were talking about is that there are a significant amount of them alabama players in the transfer portal now like a lot of starters have decided to leave yes that or or, is, or at least put their name in the put pool. their name in the transfer portal but yeah. and, and and the tone of it does seem like you've got guys that are going to leave that that is the vibe that we get. well and the part for me is that this happened so quickly. So I actually was just having this discussion with someone else earlier today about how quickly we used to see like coaching searches take a little bit longer. Now there's no ring for that. You need to have your guy in so you could minimize the damage of people leaving. 
because yep. it, um, for those that don't know, the transfer portal window did close at the beginning of the, the year. And there's another one in April. But if your coach leaves, you have a 30-day window to put your name in the transfer portal. So Washington, Arizona, and Alabama all have fucked. They're all fucked, their players. By the way. And, uh, and, and, and by the way, real quick, sorry to interrupt. But like, and I read this today. Like, this is a really interesting rule. But by Saban retiring, the portal, like Alabama can't go replace yes, you, other people in the portal. They're a product yes. of really bad timing. So was Washington. You have, so was Arizona. Yes. You have now let go of a lot of names that were in there originally that Alabama could have brought in if if Saban had retired. Um, I know there was a conversation of like, oh, it would have been better for if Alabama didn't make the playoff, blah, 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 all this stuff. But um, this is the nature of what, you know, they're dealing with at this point. Um, but I will say that is concerning to me that it's taken a few days and he's had a few days to have these conversations, have team meetings, <laughs> all of those things. I could be saying the same thing in a few days about Arizona. Um, and guys choosing to leave and the inability to keep them there is a little alarming. Now, that's, that's again, I do think the players should do what's best for them. And if they don't feel like, if, and if they get the sense that there's going to be, you know, guys from Washington coming, I don't really know if there are because a lot of the returning guys are, especially starters. I think there's three returning starters that were supposed to come back to Washington as of today, which good luck with that, Jed. By the way, um, for the first time ever, this could benefit Ivan. I'm just saying. But, yeah, you had to bring Adelaide. You had to bring Adelaide. I've got it. Like, this could... like, but but for the first time ever. No, I, I like, but do you, so I don't necessarily take this as a negative reflection. Of the board. I think that like Caleb Downs is uh, a unicorn, I think. I mean, we, I talked about him all year. If you watched Alabama this year, you were like, this is Derwin James. This is like an elite safety and of course, the connections are being made to Georgia. Like he actually, this is a very unique position for him. He basically gets a free free agency, and with right. NIL and everything else, he can kind of put his name out there and say, like, yeah. what am I going to do? And Here. like, you could say the same yeah, thing. Like with it, Bond. My thing is, is that the collective hasn't changed. The coach has changed. The collective has not changed. The amount of money that Alabama is able to pay these players has not changed. So. I don't. No, I do think it's a little bit. I think, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it is a little bit of both, because but that's normal, by the way. And I, I'm, I mean, I I'm think, all for it, but I'm just saying, I it is concerning that like, it's seemingly they're bleeding out a little bit right now, and like, well, you, the the way to fix this is obviously get in the transfer portal yourself. Early or regular national signing day is in. Um, February, you have a recruiting class coming in that's a top five recruiting class, so you're going to be fine. Like, there's just things that, like, we'll see over the next couple of months how this all sort of turns out and what the expectation for Alabama will be moving forward. Um, but if I were an Alabama fan, if I were a Washington fan, I would have relatively mediocre uh, expectations um, for next season just because... It is a hard thing to do in just a year. I I think with saving leaving, it's a really interesting discussion with the portal, right? Like, and we'll see what other impacts the other, you know, some elite players on this roster that we haven't heard from. We heard from, you know, two their their best two players from last year's class. That's not great. Mm -hmm. um, but when Saban was going to retire, like they're coming to play for the go, right? So like, yeah, this wasn't. I think this wasn't. I guess my thing is. I don't know 
yeah, you have to rip the bandaid off and then see what the see what happens. And but if you want to say there's a concern about DeBoer, and I think this is real, like is he a recruit? Like he hasn't recruited like this. He hasn't had to recruit at the pace that Alabama's recruited. He's not worked with a collective like this. Um, so he, you know, the and I wrote this on Twitter. The biggest thing is going to be. How does he surround himself? Now, the good news is with his OC, right? You're not hearing a lot from the quarterbacks right now because they're like, you know, fuck. Look at look at what they did offensively, even though they mm-hmm. had, you know, Isaiah Bond transfer. Um, like, this is an offense you probably want to play in. If you're yeah. if you're if you're Jalen Milrow, you could argue that this is actually a positive for your development in a really weird way, right? I'm I'm, I'm yeah. I don't the know way how you said Milrow sounded Milrow. very. Milrow, you sounded yeah. very southern. You sounded Alabama. Yeah. Are you are you a Clemson Alabama fan now? Well, every uh, time I go down there, I'd like it's what happens. It, I'm just yeah, you turn into a southern. But, but, no, but, but if you're if you're Jalen well, Milrow, you're like shit. I this is probably good for me. And, and I I know that seems strange, but like so, I time will tell. Yes. I think the re- recruiting is a, the recruiting though the part of this that you're right about. This is a big concern because this I do is wanna, where Alabama has thrived. I do want to also point out that I think. You know, the, we talked about how it's kind of lazy to say that, like, Nick Saban was, you know, pushed out because of NIL. But I also think he saw what if this is the year that the playoff is expanding. Expectation yeah. is a to get to the playoff is a lot easier. For sure. Expectations will be a slightly lower, but and you'll have a little bit of a grace period with this all starting with realignment, all of these things. You will have a little bit of a grace period. And I think. He did have some perspective looking at it, going, look at all the changes that are coming. And to keep Alabama in a situation where it's still a dominant powerhouse, this was the perfect time for him to make this transition and allow somebody else to come in and give them a little bit of a grace period with playoff expanding and transfer portal NIL and get their feet wet without it being too far down in the game where like, you have a 12-team playoff and you haven't made it in, you know, you say it's been, let's say, five years of the, so the 12-team playoff, even three years of the 12-team playoff. And yeah, Saban's making it, and yeah, he's doing all these things, but then he leaves, and it was like, oh, well, Saban still got us to the 12-team playoff. Yeah. Why did he need, you know what I mean? Like, I guess I'm trying to say, like, yeah. I think on from uh, Saban's perspective, I think he did a very good thing for Alabama and for his successor, when he decided to do it now with the changes coming in college football. I, I also like how present he's been in all this without being too present. Um, I think this is, a, I, and I think there's a coolness to that. Um, yeah. Obviously it's his age, it's his relationship with the school. He's going to have some sort of role with the university, whether it's fundraising or whatever it's going to be, he's going to be around, um, which I think is cool. Uh, all, albeit like you got to be careful not to like Harry Alvarez this thing. Wisconsin, like, like, you know, yeah, Nick's going to come in and coach a bowl game, right? No, I don't think that's what Nick wants to do. I think Nick wants to play golf. And Nick's going to be on our TVs. Yeah, yeah, and then probably yeah. and probably work at College Game Day because he's going to be really good at it. I mean, that's yes. another. Oh, I do want to point out. I read a story yesterday um, from ESPN about Nick's radio shows, um, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you read this. I attended a couple of. Mm-hmm. The Thursday nights in Alabama, or his way of interacting with fans. Do read this story. It was really well done. I always found them um, very intimate, 
a little odd because you've got like the super fans and people holding their cardboard cutouts of Nick and like all this shit. But like, yep. it was worth seeing and, and it was cool. The story of Saban said he actually enjoyed this. Like he actually mm-hmm. enjoyed getting out of the office early, going to this restaurant, listening to fans, ask questions, some of which are very bad and some of which were, were good. And the part that I always remember of these is, um, I think they were playing Georgia Southern. It was an option team. And somebody asked about guarding the option. And Go for ahead. like eight minutes, he waxed poetic on how a defense should guard the option. And like, yep. I was in awe. And I think other people, he's really fucking good at it. Like, when, when it comes to talking ball, Urban Meyer, who is just, you know, a disgusting human being, um, <laughs> really good at this. Really good at it. He is. Yeah, he's good at talking ball. Nick, who is a lot more likable to say the least, is going to be great at this in whatever capacity he does, which will probably be ESPN in game day because he knows these guys, and I think it would be a great fit. Well, and he's been like on it, the Mackey show, yeah, yeah. Exa- it, it, would be, it would be a lot of the wall. fun. It's cool. They've been like, setting he, it up. He ain't going away. So I, I, but I just, it, it's a fucking big moment. And to to back to your original point about where college football is as as a whole, this does feel like an intersection of some kind of you know, a before and after, right? We're, we're starting mm-hmm. a 12-team playoff. We got all these teams. I just wrote about Arizona football today. I'm looking at their schedule for 2024. I'm like, holy shit, this is different. Like, right? Like, I mean, this is yeah. this is where we, this is where we are. Um, yeah. And, and, and now we do need to talk about Arizona football. Yeah. Cool. So, of course, the domino with uh, DeVore leaving to go to Alabama left the Washington job open. And the Arizona coach, Jed Fish, former Arizona coach now, Jed Fish left for Washington. Um, like I can I already earlier, tell you're kind of pissed off about this, by the way. I could tell earlier. Like, I, we, we have I, not talked about this at all. I left you alone. I didn't want to bother you. Yeah. What's funny is that so many people reach out to me, which is totally fine. Um, I just, like, prefer to get my thoughts in order about this stuff before I react a little bit. Um, I think, you know, I have no issue with him leaving. None whatsoever. Like, the money's there. You, It's a great opportunity to be in the Big Ten. Totally get that. Um, do I think that he, you know, left a team that probably could have made it to the playoff and has an easier route to the playoff than he's going to have at Washington? You have your roster there. And, and, and I'm sure he thought a lot of it was the roster was going to come with him and he was going to be able to get in the transfer portal. He's a heck of a recruiter. And he's a really good salesman, which is not, by the way, which is not a dick. Like, he's good at selling himself and what they're doing. And that's why he's been so successful in this business. But he's also a good football coach. So I will say all of those things. Um, I have not seen Arizona fans, like, this mad about something in a really, really long time. Um, the, the level of reason on Twitter was just zero. Everyone was just really pissed because I think... and yeah. And I think the other part of this is, um, I know Noah Fafita's mom had tweeted this and said, you know, they were sad about, you know, the departure and things changing, but this is like a lesson. And I know parents had been, you know, texting local reporters and just saying, you know, we're shocked and kind of disappointed by this decision. So it wasn't just, you know, fans that were disappointed. I think people internally were pretty disappointed. Um, The ones who, you know, were on the private plane to Washington with him were not necessarily disappointed. Um... And I wish him well. I think he has a major project on his hands. I do think 
that we'll start there. That Washington team is not the Washington team that just played the national championship. It's a totally different team, and he's going to have to figure out a way to be successful, recruit, get people there, do all those things. I think he can, but playing in the Big Ten, different animal. Um, there's a lot you're going to run up against, even if it's um, Orion Day's Ohio State team that seemingly, hopefully, comes together. Even if Jim Harbaugh leaves, Michigan's still going to be very good, and their successor is pretty much already set in stone. So there's still, sorry, Iowa Hawkeyes as well defensively. Um, yeah, there, there's things you're gonna. You're there's things you're. Oh, oh, and oh, by the way, your rival is also going there in Oregon, and Dan, you're gonna have to coach against Dan Lanning. Well, I, that I I think you're. I yes, all those things you're saying are true. When I saw the money that gave him, um, okay. I, I let, let's let's peel back. So okay, there's two things in this that come to mind. A the money. Okay. Yeah, fifty million dollars, right? Seven years and seven plus million for a season, okay. which is a lot. Uh, I know Arizona has some rules on what they can do okay. contract wise, light right, yes. like length wise. There can't um, be Ol- more Ol- over. Ol- Ol- Miss... It can't be. It can't be over five years. So, so if you think that about that alone, you know, Ole Miss has some similar stuff with Lane, and they keep constantly doing some weird shit with. I think four years is the most Ole Miss can go with Lane. I view this as like the guy got life. And granted, we're we're operating so like Arizona was going to pay five million a year, six million a year for five years. Like maybe that was a deciding factor. I just think like you know not just you, but like this is the state of the sport of, um, and it's very personal when it's your team. I don't have this. My coach will never leave. He will coach as a skeleton at Iowa, Uh, um, and and we'll we will never hire an offensive coordinator. Like we have other problems. Yeah. Um, and then, but the part of this that's really interesting that I wanted to ask you about was the Big Ten thing. Because sure. the, the, I've talked to people in the last couple of weeks, and uh, you're seeing this with the hires at Alabama, hiring these head coaches from these schools, where they're just going to Buffalo, they're going to South Alabama, they're like, we're going to have you be on their defense. And the, the two, the power two, right? Okay. I, there's, the, I don't know if you're hearing more of this, but I'm getting more of this. I think the Big 12 is maximum fun. I think the Big 12 is going to be an uber competitive conference. I think it's going to be very, very relevant. I do think that, and I don't know if this went into his mind or not, but there seems to be there's like a nervousness of being in the Big 10 or the SEC right now. Whether that played into his mind or not, I, I don't know. Again, I think I looked at Arizona's schedule and I'm like, this is fucking awesome. This is great. Yeah. Um, and I'm just wondering, I don't know what factored in other than like the sport is to back to your original point, the sport is kind of a fucking mess right now. I think everybody's just sort of along for the ride. Like Yeah. This is gonna be the if, nature of it, but I, I wanna say one thing about the length thing. Uh Jed Fish will not be coaching at Washington for seven years. So um let's just throw that out there uh, now. Even the five years would have been something. This is the part that does piss me off that I appreciate that he's honest about because someone asked him if he sees it as a long term place. And he was honest about the fact that there is the SEC and the Big Ten right now. Those are the teams, those are the competitors to be in. That's a, If you want to be competing for um, a national championship, then that's what you got to be in, despite the fact that Pac-12 was there, but I rest my case. But anyway, but it is it is all a factor, and that's why I don't care. Like, I don't, I genuinely, if he wants to go, go. Go do your thing. And um, we can put a bow on Jed in a sec after I finish this. We can actually move into the the new coach in Arizona, who I do actually really love. I know. Um, I, I love the hire, by the way. I really do. Yes. 
so I will say, um, last thoughts on Jed, um, is that I don't think there's a reason to be like anger with him. I think you can be, unless you're a player or a staff member, I don't think you really can be mad. This is a business. Arizona is not a football for school. The school is also mismanaged a budget by $240 million. Okay. Wow. That's, that's good. So, so when there's this source, I'm not going to name names, (laughs) but somebody who reported something along the lines of, Oh, Jed didn't feel like they were making it a priority and it wasn't happening fast is kind of because they needed to take their time and figure this out. The money was going to come. They were just trying to figure out how and when and the length of it, obviously not going to be as much. They're not going to pay you as much as Washington. That's fine. It's basketball school. You're not Tommy Lloyd. You're not going to get paid. Buco dinero until you prove something. Um, yes, you had a great season this year, but like, Let's go win the pack, the Pac-12 or the Big 12 now, but like we didn't win the Pac-12, so like it, it's all of those things. So I love there's I like Jed- there's like the perfect twinge of passive aggressive that you have right now. Like it's it's <laughs> elegant and it's not it's not Thank you. it's it's professional, but there's like internally, I picture you like doing some like not like I could I you know what. Like, yes, it, like it is personal when someone leaves, by the way, when yes. someone leaves your team uh-huh. or like, you know, like Alabama fans are, are in their feelings. About players yeah, they're distraught. Fuck. Um, so like it is very personal. Like we just haven't heard a lot of that on this podcast. I Yeah, I just don't. I also like want to remove myself from that because I just I know that it's a business and I'm OK with that. And like if I, I would be hypocritical of me to sit here and bash him for this. When it's happening all the time, and just because it happened to my team, I'd be mad. I mean, I was fine when Lincoln Riley got up and left and took his quarterback with him. Oh, it's you know great what I mean? Content. Like, I yeah. can't, I can't sit here and be like, "Oh, I'm so mad that he could potentially leave and take the quarterback." Which, by the way, I don't know any information about Fafita or McMillan or anything like that. But I, I hope they choose to stay. I re- that to me would be the biggest win of the offseason for any college. If you, if we can well, keep Noah Fafita and T Mac, I. I'll be good. I'm chilling. And by the well, way, the, the, Brennan, they should stay. Brett Brennan, thank, thank you for, for coming. For, We're so happy. I want to say this: this Brett Brennan has won me a lot of money. Okay, this year a lot yeah. of Brett Brennan for the old day. They, they are uh, like with the resources that they have. I okay. think he's done a really good job. He obviously has errors on the ties. He was, a, you know, runner like. Was in the running for this job a couple of years ago. He was. A, this is a natural fit, and so the name I think to most general fans is going to be like who, um, for the degenerates or at least for me, I've watched the San Jose State team and I've been super impressed offensively in particular. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. If you're you know a quarterback and a wide receiver and you're right, um, you don't go anywhere. Like don't yeah. don't you know stay put and see how things are going to shake out. Yeah, there's a ton of ties, and I think um, one of the things for Arizona that I will say that Jed Fish did a very good job of was bringing um, alumni back and really, like, digging in deep to the roots of Arizona. And with some of the staff members he hired with just having Gronk around and having bringing people back and having alumni on those sidelines and having them involved and making sure they felt special because I think coaches of the past really haven't done that at Arizona, especially for football. We do it a lot for basketball, but not for football. And 
to have ties to one of the greatest coaches in Arizona football history and Dick Tomey is like such a huge deal. And that, I think, plus his wife went to Arizona, his brother played at Arizona, he was a GA at Arizona. That's, he doesn't view this as a stepping stone job. Yes, of course, if he gets the opportunity, if he wins the Big 12 and makes the playoff and someone's going to come shopping, sure, he'll take, he'll consider the option. But this guy really has roots here. And I think that's something that Jed didn't have. He definitely created that atmosphere for sure. But I, I, this is such a good fit. And I think we're going to be better off for it long term, especially with the financial situation we're in and the business that is college football. Like we need someone that's loyalty is a little bit more rooted in their allegiance and loyalty to the university as opposed to the money and things like that. So it is, it is very, it's a good hire in general, but mostly for the fact that like what Arizona is working with and what they can do football wise, contract wise, university wise, financially, but also for the landscape of college football and being in the big 12 and being able to keep that roster. And it sounds like a lot of, um, players are looking to stay and like that that only time will tell we thought that of Alabama as well and it's been a couple days and they let us sit in and I, they chose what? they heard their offers and they chose so we'll see but I'm I'm very happy that he's he's at Arizona and I couldn't be more excited I was down bad when this originally happened I have faith that we could still win the big 12 here by the way you had a good point when you looked at the four playoffs one of which we haven't talked I will. Uh, when we talk about 2024 championship odds, 25. Sounds like the future. Um, Washington, Alabama, Michigan. Rosters are in a state of disarray. Now, Michigan's Aaron. gotten some good returns, but JJ gone. And um, Donovan Edwards back. That's awesome. Like, that's great. Good for him. Like, going to get, get some real playtime. But look at all of the pieces. For, look, these playoff teams have been. Completely disassembled. Texas, not so. Uh, well, again, I was going to say about that in a few minutes. Not so much. In fact, I think they've added to it. But um, the sport moves fast, and with in the instance of Alabama, I think Alabama fans are in a position they haven't been in in, in a while. It'll be fascinating. But we should we should talk Michigan. Um, so McCarthy gone, Corum gone, um, losing pieces across the defense. A lot of starters gone. Team is still going to be really good. They have options at quarterback, um, mm-hmm. but um, and now we've entered a really unique point in this Jim Harbaugh uh, saga. Interview saga in the interview process. Now, there's two things that come to mind. So he's interviewed with Chargers and the Falcons already, and I kind of love that these teams are like, "Yeah, we we did the interview. Like, here's a picture of him." Um, and then it's the other interesting part of this is the story that ran on Yahoo of. You know, he's still engaged with Michigan in contract talks, but trying to, like, basically give himself immunity, um, you know, based off of an NCAA investigation. If they were to find anything, they can't fire him. This is uh, with the Bill Self uh, uh, treatment as well. Like, this is right. not, a, like, this has happened. So, um, has anything changed in your eyes with Harbaugh? Like, I, I this is the end? Like, like his, how do you feel? Like, where are you in the state of his thing? If I were Michigan, I wouldn't protect him from the NCAA. That's just going to cause problems there. They, yes, they've had him do, you know, self-imposed bans. And then, of course, the ones that were not self-imposed. Um, I, it's just, 
I think it's a good time to part ways because I think this could get more complicated. We saw how, yeah, it was handled by this team well and the distraction of it. But if this continues and there's more stuff and there's more things and people continue to press on the Harbaugh factor, especially all around college football, it's just, I think college football is different in college basketball with the Bill Saul stuff because people aren't, there's not a lot of, there's not as much pushback on guys getting fired. I mean, you watch people who were included in this FBI thing that happened years yeah. ago and they kept their jobs. In college football, it's not like that. Like, you you lose your job like that because of a scandal in a heartbeat. And I don't think it's fair to put this program in a situation yeah, where... you hold them hostage, basically. Yeah, you're holding them hostage, and you're putting... It's just a lot on the university, and I think if I were them, I would really want... I wouldn't budge, and I would let him make the decision based on that. And I, I hope he goes to the NFL because I think it's the perfect time. Um... I think he's still a great coach, and I think he'd still be able to do a really good job at Michigan. But I don't know that you can replicate this year with these distractions, and especially because they did win a national championship, and then you have Connor Stallions, you know, gloating around on social so weird, media. Man. Um, it basically is like, oh, we're untouchable, and we can do whatever we want. And I fear that Jim Harbaugh would continue to do whatever he wants, and that would put Michigan in a very bad situation. I am no. This is a clean break. You lose McCarthy. Um, I thought there was a chance he might come back. To be honest, I mean, I think he should have come back. Um, but good for him because he'll probably be a first round pick and go get that money. All good. Great, great. Crazy you can get first round money without being able to throw the football. But that that, um, is, that is true. But but the thing about Harbaugh, um, yeah, you've got it. You've got your replacement. It's very easy. Um, you've got now. Like it's it's really interesting. The deal on the table will make Harbaugh. It's like eleven million. Um, if the whoever signs it in the NFL, he could get a like significantly more money coaching in the NFL. Sixteen, okay. seventeen, who, who, whoever it is. I I'm just curious how he interviews because, uh, you know, like I think Bruce Feldman may have wrote this this week. Like he has a lot of love inside of Michigan because he he's not for everybody. We've talked about our yeah. But but he is authentic, and sure. I think people who work with him seem to like him, at least at the college level. I just wonder how all of this will translate to an NFL order. But but now you got a national championship, and you could say like, "Look, I'm a mad scientist. I'm kind of a weirdo, but I win." And he and he does. So like, I, the fallback is Michigan at this point, in my opinion. The fallback is Michigan, and if you fall back. You know, how much longer is this going to go on? We're going to do this thing every fucking year. So um, I think it's a clean break. I do think it'll be the Chargers, in my opinion. I think that's where he's going to go. And I think it'd be a great fit for him. Quarterback, team that's perpetually disappointing. Um, Um, I I think it'd be good. I I wish that uh, college football teams tweeted out their interviews. Like, we've completed an interview with so-and-so. Just because I I would love that the mentions alone in college football, if they were like, hey, by the way, we did interview Dan Lanning, so the fact that he said that he didn't even consider it as a lie is also one of those things that'd be kind of funny as well. But I mean, I don't, oh, I, yeah, I'm no. not saying that's true, but like it would put a lot of coaches yeah. into like, um, who was Shit. it that uh, who was it that uh, tweeted? Um, they were interviewing for the Mississippi State job, and they tweeted something for their school, and. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they had the geolocating. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but I, it's, 
funny to me that like college football fans would would totally eat that stuff alive if they did that but i love when nfl teams like we completed an interview for our head coach opening with jim harbaugh and bill belichick well the other thing with harbaugh too right like um timing is fascinating we just talked about transfer portal opening up and all those different things and mm-hmm. so the deeper you go, the worse it gets. Um, now, granted, I think it, it more is needing the coach, which feels almost like a formality, in my opinion, at this point. Yeah, um, that would that would probably help. But it's, you know, how quickly is this going to move? It's going to be a really fascinating thing to watch with Harbaugh. I don't think it's going to move that fast. I really don't. I think they, maybe I'm wrong. Um, and who knows? Other jobs is Philly going to open up? Is Dallas going to open up? Would those be fits or? Somebody like him. I mean, we will we will find out. So it's uh, it's very very interesting. Um, the idea of Jerry Jones and Jim Harbaugh together really stuff nightmares. Um, would you like to talk some odds for next season? Um, I would, but I also would love to first talk about the rumor, and then the the other sources saying that this is not true. But there was a rumor that the NCAA football game was coming out July twelfth. And they were like, oh, it's going to be July. What's the situation? What are your sources telling you? So I talked to a bunch of people over a break. Um, uh, and he has been really quiet, really quiet. Now, like, again, game development world. I'm pretty shocked they didn't say anything during the national championship because I had talked to people and I never got a sense that it was going to be a trailer or anything like that. But, like, what a chance to reannounce your game. Like, yeah. right there, right? It feels like EA is hedging its bet a little bit. So there was a rumor July 12th, which is in line with what we've heard. Um, but the, what I saw and the people I talked to were like, yeah, EA. And, and I think EA's um, communications VP came on Twitter and basically said, we've not released a date. But we're, we're, you know, summer is what we've said. That's really good news, by the way. Summer, yeah. summer is what they said. I think yes. EA is probably hedging its bet on like, um, when is it going to be? Can we get this thing done July 12th? That's soon. That is fucking soon. Yeah. And it, you know, I made a, I made a tweet on like just a, what do you call tweets these days? Are they called I made tweets? A tweet, I made a tweet on Twitter. Well, it's like X. Don't, what do you it's call, X, do, but it's do, still a tweet. It's still a tweet. It's still, it, it's so stupid. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> like Nick Saban, like somebody just finished the 3D model of Nick Saban and then it's like, shit. It's done. Like throw it. You know we don't need this anymore. So I, I, I have some concerns over this football game getting done in time, because July may seem very far away, but it's not. Yeah. Um, and I'm just the other concern is why hasn't EA said it? Yeah, this it's, is like your this is your moment. Why are you not making this most of it? Like PR, publicity like, wise, it feels a little weird. I think that they're kind of waiting to see how things go. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to say one thing and then have to take it back, which is fair. It's I not, appreciate that. It, it is, but it's not a great sign for how things are going. I, I do this. We do this all the time when we yeah. when we talk about a date and then it's like, oh fuck, we should have said summer, not July twelfth, or we should have said yeah. spring, not April tenth. Like this is what we yeah. do in the game room. So I. But the fact that they had a source on there come out yesterday, he basically said, hey, we've said this summer is good. I just want the content. You just want to know what it's want, like. I just yeah, want to know things. what's up. So I will I continue They're going to drop the trailer on like a random day. It's going to be out of nowhere, like, I bet. But like, I just, 
I'm a marketing person too. You missed a golden opportunity just to tweet anything. A picture Basically of what a I'm field. hearing is that you need to be hired away from Golden I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, <laughs> but I'm just like tweet out a picture of the field and and say like you know soon. I like yeah. we would go nuts. I would go. Yeah, I'd fucking I love the real life picture of Kimbetti that we've seen over and over again on the field. I think we need a new one. Um, like yes, the the guy that by the way tweeted July 12th. It's like a Florida. I don't know. I don't know the guy at all. But it was like a random like. It's just funny. Like it appeared, it wasn't like a sports business person or like Matt Brown is really connected in this. Like, yeah, uh, it was just like it's July twelfth, and everyone lost their shit, right? Yeah, like, and everyone was like, "All right, um, yeah." We should talk odds now of way too early national championship odds for next year. Now, have you looked? Have you looked at these at all? Nope, and I haven't edited your piece yet. So, so let me ask you. Oh, good, right. good. But we can we can play for a moment here. Who do you think the favorite is to win it all next year? Michigan. Michigan is actually seven, which actually surprised me. So I noticed that too. Michigan is twelve to one for a redraft. What? They are seven. Seven? I'm sorry. Let, let me let me let me adjust. They are tied for fifth. There are there are three teams at twelve and one that they are tied. Still, um, do people have Texas first? Texas is number three at plus seven fifty. Do people pay attention to the news and rosters? Who do they have? Like Ohio State. Ohio State is I second at plus five fifty. And I'm, I'm not going to let you say it. Alabama is currently fourth at plus 991. Who am I forgetting? Oregon? I don't, I. Oregon is tied for fifth at plus 1200, along with LSU at plus 1200. You're forgetting a little team that's won a lot of football games lately, lost one recently, but pretty much has won like every other football game after that. Um, Kind of a rival to Alabama. Um, couple oh, of national championships. Yeah. But I can't believe that I forgot about Georgia. That is so uh, it's bad. It's great. I, but I, it's I honestly, it's because, like, okay, sure, Georgia should be first. But besides that, this Ohio State next? Are you joking? Is, well, Ohio State has had some good portaling news. Like, good. good. Yeah, but again, uh, whatever. Well, uh, good. I like your discussion. I'm going to go ahead and put money on Oregon now. Might so, as well. The odds. Georgia's, Georgia plus 340. Ohio State plus 550. Texas plus 750. Bama plus 900. Then you have LSU, Oregon, Michigan, 1200. Ole Miss, 1500. Florida State, uh, 2000, 20 to 1. Clemson, 22 to 1. Penn State, 25 to 1. Notre Dame, 28 Then you get Missouri. It was actually 60 to 1, I think, a few weeks ago. And I thought that was crazy. They're right there. So I'll give you my take, my, my snap take. So I wrote about this for BR. We'll be out by the time people re, uh, listen. To listen this. to this, yeah. I always like to do, uh, first, a humble brag. I pick three teams to win the national championship back in August. I always do a favorite. Like, you know, just off the board, little long shot. Michigan, Washington. Huh. But Michigan and Washington. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Washington. Uh, <laughs> so 
I like I I Texas is primed. Texas and actually the SEC schedule is not as bad as you would think and you looked at now they play at Michigan but it's early. Yeah. And if you're going to play at Michigan that's the time to play. I they have done some crazy ass work in the portal. Bond and go to Oregon State get their best playmaker like this team's going to be good. This team this team is going to be good and they seem yeah. like the vibes are their offensive line is coming back. Like I, I really like this Texas team. If, I personally if I were if I were to say today, like who I would put money on, it would be Oregon and Texas. Those would be the two that I would put money on. Oregon was close. I um well the other team I went with. So I, I felt bad going seven and a half to one and twelve to one. Ole Miss at fifteen to yeah. one. Oh, I, and I wrote about this in the piece. I don't like joining the crowd, and I think Ole Miss is going to be pretty popular. But like, well, the way for that, good reason. Well, exactly. Like, and they they beefed up in like every area. This like, this is good. The conversation around Lane for the Bama job, I was like, I will be shocked if that happens because of the fact that Ole Miss is giving him everything possible for him to be able to win. Now, like, they are the money that is coming in. To that school in the collective, okay, all in. Lane yep. has recruited really, really well and given himself not only like, hey, big names, but like options at positions, and yep. people are buying into it. And that it, it's very much a win now situation. And I did not see Lane walking away from that to go to Alabama, where you know, because Ole Miss, the expectation, yes, is to. Maybe it's an SEC title. You know what I mean? It's not national championship, but I think if you are winning the SEC title, you're obviously buying for a national championship. But it's doable, and the schedule they have coming up it's it's it very is, conducive. To it's win a very lot of games. favorable. Yes, so it's a good time I, to win. There now. was there was a lot of that lane conversation when it came up for Bam. I was like, I just don't see him leave. You're in such a good situation. I do think they are going to be a popular pick um, coming out of the offseason. Like the last pick, my underdog. My long ship familiar Arizona. Um, now we got to see where this roster plays out, but that's so nice roster, of you. I'm not doing this even to like. I don't. I'm. I'm happy to have this moment, but I'm not yeah. doing it because of it. Like seventy to one, and the court. It sounds like the pieces are going to stay. Now, if they don't, we got to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. You lose your quarterback. You lose your wide receiver. It's like okay, this team is good. This team was great down the stretch. It returns a lot of key pieces. You get a coach in there that should maximize offensively what you want to do. Um, and then the schedule is wild. There's some teeth in there. You got Utah, like you've got some it's it's all over the place. But there's nothing on that schedule that also screams like, oh my God, they can't do this. Like every every game on that schedule felt winnable. It, um it's just it's a lot of fun to look at, right? So um no, I, I mean like when I looked at the value, you get to seventy to one, right? Here's what you yep. have at 70 to 1. You have Kansas State at 70 to 1. No thanks. Good team. No thanks. Arizona, Miami, uh, Cam Ward, who knows? I was going to say. That was kind of fun. Uh, we didn't talk about that. Washington at 80 to 1. Louisville at 100 to 1. I mean, you're getting into the depths here. Yeah. So I, I just think, like, when you watch this team last, the bowl game was wild. You don't want to react fully in that. When I looked at the way this team played, Basically, for seventy percent of its season, mm-hmm. and um, with a lot of good pieces still returning, we think. Not one. Um, 
why not? Like twelve team playoff, like that offense is a problem if they get if they play some. So right, um, I do. And you you talking about this reminded me of something that I wanted to talk about on this show. Um, we are at an hour, which is hilarious because this is classic Jesus. us. So I'll make it quick. But um, I was going through some of our AP poll videos the last couple of days, and I was looking through some of the comments too because when we we've done this live show, we do it every Sunday when the AP poll comes out, and a lot of the comments were um, about us hating the ACC. And I just find it so funny that we were just right about the fact that the ACC was not very good and that the committee didn't even respect them in the end in Florida State. So I just wanted to bring that up that if you're going to be in the comments and you're going to get mad, we remember those things. And it was just really funny. It was funny to see that people were like, they don't respect the ACC. Neither did the committee. So nobody did. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. Good for you, by the way. Pulled up the old. Yeah. Like, no re- retuning our uh, skill set here. One of us is going to, you know, go through and make sure we're we're getting better, surviving no, and advancing, I, getting better, I, improving. No transfer portal here. We're keeping the gang together. Keep the gang together. Yeah. We, we a- do we do uh, want to hear from you guys about what you want offseason conversation to be about. So send us DMs on, like, things you want us to answer. That would be kind of fun to do in the next couple of weeks. Originally, we were going to talk a lot of transfer portal stuff in this episode, but due to the news factor we have not so over the next couple of weeks let us know what you want to hear from us on the college football front it's probably um, for the best because the portal is i think still popping um yeah we've still got lots of time it doesn't it reopens again in april so we will be probably talking about transfer portal things I, until after spring games ne- as well ne- next week i really want to talk about ohio state because we have a new ad which is fascinating you have brian day you've got nil fucking bonanza you have a roster yeah. that is coming. Like, we got a moment here, which we'll we'll talk about next week. All right, before we leave, any any <laughs> random shit. I had something before we started, and I it's completely gone. My brain is officially fried from this last week of. Yes, um, that's that's brutal. Um, didn't, not gonna lie, didn't cough one time. Didn't no cough. cough for the for the pod. This is the first one in a couple Pretty. weeks. So proud of us for that. Um, I actually can't remember if I posted your full cough. Um, Producer Matt did clip that for us. So if I did it, Jesus I Christ. I will certainly um, make sure that hits our social media at some point in the off season. I'm gonna say my only random shit. It has been so cold here. Like <laughs> yeah. like even for our standards, like. A high of negative eight and shit like oh, that. It, yeah, it, it it's is, been cold it is... here for our standards, but I'm not going to tell you what that entails. Please, please don't. It, it, it's getting better. <laughs> Today, the high was 13, and it felt like 10. So we're wow. We're yeah, on our was, way. We're a regular high of like 54. So yeah, I, no, I don't. <laughs> um. All right. So Brian Day talk, other talk. Um, NFL playoffs should be fun. Good luck to your. San Francisco 49ers. I think think y'all are going to win. We'll talk more playoffs next week. And, um, you know, who knows what the hell is going to happen. Sport will break and we will cover it. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.